Greetings to you. This is a poetic novelist podcast, a show that brings you to poetry and stories. Your host and guardian angel, all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, Okun Okeme Cornelius Dominic. Come, let's tell our tales of fears, doubts, joys, happiness and love in poetry and stories. The guardian angel will lead us through the continuation of the story, The Hearts That Lives. Episode 3, Slipping Through The Hearts Fingers. His thoughts were on beating me his love and how he was planning to surprise her with good news. Although his heart was heavy due to the words beating me used against him, the outcome of the call with his sister still gave him hope that he could do something good for her. He feared he was losing her love as of late the Aquarius reached a great peak of hot verbal exchange. He recalled her slapping him and wondered how she got the courage to hit him for the first time. He remained standing after the creed and prayer of the faithful while everyone went for offering collections. He was still standing and lost in the shameful scene of the slaps he received from Bidemi. It was as if receiving the slaps again. When the faithfuls returned to their pew, they began to squeeze past him to find their seats. But two of the women couldn't get around. The woman nearest to him would have gone around, but she was a large woman and it was impossible. She gave him a gentle tap on the shoulder. Hello, brother. You've been standing and obstructing others from getting to their seats. He snapped out of his thoughts and said to her, Oh, I'm sorry. In shame, he looked around and found all eyes were on him. He scratched his forehead in shame as he sat. Thanks, I'm sorry. She shook her head. Annoyance was stamped on her face and she walked through to her seat. The person who sat in between them was furious and said, Some people won't leave that problem at home before coming to church. Olumide heard the comments and thoughts. Church is where we bring our problems to be left. You are the least of my concern. Lord, forgive my divided mind. When the large lady had seated, she looked at him with her mouth turned into a snare. She could see that something was troubling him, but initially she didn't care. She wondered how a man of five foot, eight inches, who was not disabled in any way and not unattractive, could have worries. Then a thought came to her. You forgot how I saved you. Everyone is broken, 
bring them to me. That touch reminded her of how God comforted her. And she said to herself, God, help him out of whatever troubles him. After the mass, Olumide dashed from the church. Before he could get far, the large lady was calling to him. He stopped under a shady tree and frowned. He was worried she was ready to preach to him about obstructing her way during the service. He rubbed his head, then moved his hands to his waist and stood in a defensive stance as he waited for her to hobble. sign about visiting his love bidding me and sharing the good news but something struck him as she got close the lady was moving her hips from left to right her endowed body was fetter his eyes caught how those body parts were bouncing and they appeared soft he swallowed his saliva and began to sweat despite the fact that he was under a big tree that covered him from the sun. His squeezed expression began to loosen and brighten like a dark cloud giving way to the sun. When she was within a foot of him, savoring the sweetness of her beauty like honey. Hello, I am Udwak. Sorry for bothering you. She stretched her hand for a shake. He looks familiar like someone I had seen on several occasions in my neighborhood, she thought as she smiled, stretching her hand. He began to sweat, and it is now a normal his eyes met her fresh skin as he stretched his own hand. They remained locked in the shake, and his eyes traveled up. Their intertwined hands followed her arm and landed on a beautiful light skin on her face. He could feel the fluffy texture of her hand as they shook. She tried to remove her hand, but he held her tight. She coughed. <clears throat> I am Odwak. Hello, she waved her left hand past his face and frowned because she couldn't make out why. He kept staring at her and refused to say a word. Then he snapped out of it, shaking his head. Hello, I am big and, I am big and sexy. He hit his forehead and said, I'm sorry, I am, I am, he stammered. I am light and fluffy skinned. He hit his head thrice this time, then covered his face in shame. She laughed a healthy laugh and said, <laughs> You're so funny. It's okay. You're not fluffy or sexy. I understand what's going on. She gestured to him with her hair and eyes leaning forwards towards their hands locked in a handshake, indicating that should free her. Oh, 
Oh, I am sorry for imprisoning you in my hand. Rather, it is better to imprison you in my heart. He spread his lips apart for a smile. Wow, that's sweet. But I am Odwak and you. She bends her head forward towards him, indicating he should introduce himself. Oh, forgive my manners. I am Olumide. You are beautiful like the stars of the night. He kept looking into her eyes. Thanks. Her cheeks blushed and she smiled. But why? Why were you so distracted during the mass? She mentioned. took a deep breath and said it's just a personal issue I'm sorry I was distracted oh what troubles your soul and caused you to be distracted she moved few steps ahead and stood in front of him and bare a bright smile on her face looking at him you appear to be a cheerful young man I can't, I can't make out why you were troubled at mass. It troubles you. He shook his head sideways and placed his hand on his forehead. It's relationship issues. I'm going to her right away. I see. She signaled with her left hand that they should keep on moving. You and God alone know what the matter is in your relationship. Try your best to fix it, but ensure you do not get lost in the thought of whatever troubles you as you walk on this busy road. Think of actions to take and worry less. They stopped as she extended her hands to him. He shook it. Please be happy, she said. I'll see you again in church. I have to take a motorbike home. It's far from here. This is my childhood parish. And I prefer it to the parish near where I live. As a bike arrived, they smiled and waved goodbye. The rider took her away as nobody watched her. He stood still savoring the beauty and they didn't notice people. He shook off the fantasy and like a change of weather, he turned his thoughts to be the miss mood. He began thinking of her and was wondering if she might permit him to speak to her. His phone rang as he began walking towards the house. He brought it from his pocket and answered without looking at the caller ID. My love, I have good news for you. I am on my way to your house. He was so happy to hear a better response from her. Hmm. She sh- took a deep breath. Hmm. I wish you meant what you just said. My daily tears will end. He was shocked. He took off the phone from his ear and looked at the ID call. His heart sank and he felt bad and didn't know what to do. It was.
was his younger sister's friend who had always had a crush on him. She kept calling as he was walking and he switched off the phone. He mumbled to himself as he walked. I understand and feel your love. Ijoma, I really understand and feel your love. But I am with Bidemi. I can't leave her for anyone. When he got to Bidemi's house, he was so excited. He took the broom and swept the balcony, the veranda and front page of our apartments. Neighbors who were going to church returned his greetings, but shook their heads sideways, wondering why a man would be doing chores for his girlfriend. After sweeping, he didn't enter the house, but waited outside because she used to return by 11 a.m. He wanted to surprise her with his visits, to give her the good news, and then cook with her and do some chores for her as his usual way of apologizing when she is unhappy with him. He waited outside, and without knowing, he fell asleep on the bench. He woke up two hours later. He looked around and was wondering why she's not yet back. He walked around the balcony and realized the outside iron gate leading to the apartment door was open. He opened the iron gate and then tried the door and found it was locked and found it was unlocked. His heart began to raise as electricity shook of fear flew through his veins. He began shivering and he was wondering what could have caused her to leave her door open. He thought to himself, as her apartment be boggled, or did she forget to lock up before going to church? He went back outside and looked for a big stick. Once he found a good one, he came back inside the veranda. He made the sign of the cross on himself for protection, as he was afraid that burglars could be inside. To be continued. Stay tuned, my podcast listeners. The continuation of this episode will come your way in two days' time. What will Olomide meet inside the room? Will he have the stomach to face it? A story written by Okun Ukeme Cornelius Dominic, a poetic novelist. All the way from Lagos, Nigeria, a poetic novelist podcast loves you. You can support this podcast by sharing the links with friends and also telling a friend or two about it. Click the subscribe button. Please kindly read the description and find a way to support. Greetings to you. This is a poetic novelist podcast, a show that brings you to poetry and stories. Your host and guardian angel, all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, Okon Okeme Cornelius Dominic. Come, let's tell our tales of fears, doubts, joys, happiness and love in poetry and stories.
the guardian angel will lead us through the continuation of the story, The Hearts That Lives. Episode 3, Slipping Through the Hearts Fingers. His thoughts were on beating me his love and how he was planning to surprise her with good news. Although his heart was heavy due to the words beating used against him, the outcome of the call with his sister still gave him hope that he could do something good for her. He feared he was losing her love as of late their quarries reached a great peak of hot verbal exchange. He recalled her slapping him and wondered how she got the courage to hit him for the first time. He remained standing after the creed and prayer of the faithful while everyone went for offering collections. He was still standing and lost in the shameful scene of the slaps he received from Bidemi. It was as if receiving the slaps again. When the faithfuls returned to their pew, they began to squeeze past him to find their seats. But two of the women couldn't get around. The woman nearest to him would have gone around, but she was a large woman and it was impossible. She gave him a gentle tap on the shoulder. Hello, brother. You've been standing and obstructing others from getting to their seats. He snapped out of his thoughts and said to her, Oh, I'm sorry. In shame, he looked around and found all eyes were on him. He scratched his forehead in shame as he sat. Thanks, I'm sorry. She shook her head. Annoyance was stamped on her face and she walked through to her seat. The person who sat in between them was furious and said, Some people won't leave that problem at home before coming to church. Olumide heard the comments and thoughts. Church is where we bring our problems to be left. You are the least of my concern. Lord, forgive my divided mind. When the large lady had seated, she looked at him with her mouth turned into a snare. She could see that something was troubling him, but initially she didn't care. She wondered how a man of five foot, eight inches, who was not disabled in any way and not unattractive, could have worries. Then a thought came to her. reminded her of how God comforted her and she said to herself God help him out of whatever troubles him after the mass Olumide dashed from the church before he could get far the large lady was calling to him he stopped under a shady tree and frowned he was worried she was ready to preach to him about obstructing her way during the service 
He rocked his head, then moved his hands to his waist and stood in a defensive stance as he waited for her to hover over. She continued towards him. His body was vibrating with nerves and was finding it difficult to maintain his cool. His thoughts kept insisting that he walk and leave her because he was so concerned about visiting his love epidemic and sharing the good news. But something struck him as she got close. The lady was moving her hips from left to right. Her endowed body was fitter. His eyes caught how those body parts were bouncing and they appeared soft. He swallowed the saliva and began to sweat despite the fact that he was under a big tree that covered him from the sun. His squeezed expression began to loosen and brighten like a dark cloud giving way to the sun. When she was within a foot of him, her lips moved into a happy smile and parted as her white teeth shined, showing a dear stammer. He was lost in her and his eyes and mind kept savoring the sweetness of her beauty like honey. Hello, I am Udwak. Sorry for bothering you. She stretched her hand for a shake. He looks familiar like someone I had seen on several occasions in my neighborhood, she thought as she smiled, stretching her hand. He began to sweat, and then he snarled and his eyes met her fresh skin as he stretched his own hand. They remained locked in the shake, and his eyes traveled up. Their intertwined hands followed her arm and landed on a beautiful light skin on her face. He could feel the fluffy texture of her hand as they shook. She tried to remove her hand, but he held her tight. She coughed. <clears throat> I am Udwak. Hello, she waved her left hand past his face and frowned because she couldn't make out why. He kept staring at her and refused to say a word. Then he snapped out of it, shaking his head. Hello, I am big and, I am big and sexy. He hit his forehead and said, I'm sorry, I am, I am, he stammered. I am light and fluffy skinned. He hit his head thrice this time, then covered his face in shame. She laughed a healthy laugh and said, <laughs> You're so funny. It's okay. You're not fluffy or sexy. I understand what's going on. She gestured to him with her hair and eyes leaning forwards towards their hands locked in a handshake, indicating that he should free her. Oh, oh, I am sorry for imprisoning you in my hand. Rather, it is better to imprison you in my heart. He spread his lips apart for a smile. Wow, that's sweet. But I am Odwak and you. She bends her head forward towards him, indicating he should introduce himself. Oh, forgive my manners. I am Olumide. Beautiful like the stars of the night. He kept looking into her eyes, 
Thanks. Her cheeks blushed and she smiled. But why? Why were you so distracted during the mass? She mentioned. took a deep breath and said it's just a personal issue I'm sorry I was distracted oh what troubles your soul and caused you to be distracted she moved few steps ahead and stood in front of him and bare a bright smile on her face looking at him you appear to be a cheerful young man I can't I can't make out why you were troubled at mass. What troubles you? He shook his head sideways and placed his hand on his forehead. It's relationship issues. I'm going to her right away. I see. She signaled with her left hand that they should keep on moving. You and God alone know what the matter is in your relationship. Try your best to fix it, but ensure you do not get lost in the thought of whatever troubles you as you walk on this busy road. Think of actions to take and worry less. They stopped as she extended her hands to him. He shook it. Please be happy, she said. I'll see you again in church. I have to take a motorbike home. It's far from here. This is my childhood parish. And I prefer it to the parish near where I live. As a bike arrived, they smiled and waved goodbye. The rider took her away as nobody watched her. He stood still savoring the beauty and they didn't notice people shook off the fantasy and like a change of weather he turned his thoughts to be the miss mode he began thinking of her and was wondering if she might permit him to speak to her his phone rang as he began walking towards the house he brought it from his pocket and answered without looking at the caller id my love i have good news for you i'm on my way to your house he was so happy to hear a better response from her. Hmm. She sh- took a deep breath. Hmm. I wish you meant what you just said. My daily tears will end. He was shocked. He took off the phone from his ear and looked at the ID call. His heart sank and he felt bad and didn't know what to do. his younger sister's friend who had always had a crush on him she kept calling as he was walking and he switched off the phone he mumbled to himself as he walked I understand and feel your love Ijoma I really understand and feel your love but I am with Bidemi I can't leave her for anyone when he got to Bidemi's house he was so excited he took the broom and swept the balcony 
the veranda and front page of our apartments. Neighbors who were going to church returned his greetings but shook their heads sideways, wondering why a man would be doing chores for his girlfriend. After sweeping, he didn't enter the house but waited outside because she is to return by 11 a.m. He wanted to surprise her with his visits, to give her the good news and then cook with her and do some chores for her as his usual way of apologizing when she is unhappy with him. He waited outside and without knowing, he fell asleep on the bench. He woke up two hours later. He looked around and was wondering why she's not yet back. He walked around the balcony and realized the outside iron gate leading to the apartment door was open. He opened the iron gate and then tried the door and found it was locked and found it was unlocked. His heart began to raise as electric shock of fear flew through his veins. He began shivering and he was wondering what could have caused her to leave her door opened. He thought to himself, her apartment be boggled or did she forget to lock up before going to church he went back outside and looked for a big stick once he found a good one he came back inside the veranda he made the sign of the cross on himself for protection as he was afraid that burglars could be inside to be continued Stay tuned, my podcast listeners. The continuation of this episode will come your way in two days' time. What will Olomide meet inside the room? Will he have the stomach to face it? A story written by Okun Ukeme Cornelius Dominic, a poetic novelist. All the way from Lagos, Nigeria, a poetic novelist podcast loves you. You can support this podcast by sharing the links with friends and also telling a friend or two about it. Click the subscribe button. Please kindly read the description and find a way to support.